You're listening to the Empowerful Girls podcast that helps you grow curiosity, compassion, and confidence. This is 10 for teens and tweens. I'm Stephanie Valdez. In each episode, I'll give you girls tools that will empower you to know you can take on the world. Hello, girls. Welcome to episode 76 of 10 for Teens and Tweens. I'm Stephanie Valdez with Empowerful Girls, and I am so glad you are here. Have you ever been shopping for clothes, whether in store or online, and the clothes look so cute on the models or mannequins, but when you try the clothes on, they don't look quite right? Or how about when you try on clothes from one store, you're a certain size, but when you try on that same size at a different store, the clothes don't fit. Even more frustrating is when you try on clothes from the same store, like pants in the same size, but different styles, and they fit completely different. I know firsthand that is so frustrating and can sour the whole shopping experience. Whether you're trying on clothes in the dressing room or your own room, if piece after piece doesn't fit and the clothes don't look right, you may even start thinking that there's something wrong with you. I'm here to tell you, it's not you. It's the clothes. And it all started back in the early 1900s. Up until that time, most girls' and women's clothes were made either by themselves or by someone who took their measurements and sewed clothes just for them. Men's clothing had been standardized since the 1860s because the U.S. had to mass-produce uniforms for the Civil War, and most men had a common ratio of chest size and waist measurement and pant leg length. The textile industry wanted to make manufacturing women's clothes more efficient and profitable. And in 1941, the U.S. Department of Agriculture published a research project called Women's Measurements for Garment and Pattern Construction. Researchers took 58 different body measurements from nearly 15,000 women. And after analyzing their data without computers back then, they picked the five measurements they felt were necessary for sizing clothing, bust or chest, waist, hips, height, and weight. But even with a sample size that large, unfortunately, the data they got was actually flawed. The women who participated in the project volunteered because they needed the money and were likely malnourished. Additionally, these women were mostly white, so other races and ethnicities' body shapes and sizes weren't factored in. And the study assumed all women had an hourglass body shape, which they don't. The standardized sizing for women's clothing created from this project didn't work for many women, making for a lot of unhappy customers. Standard sizing was reanalyzed and readjusted multiple times over the next few decades. And then in the early 1970s, companies started integrating vanity sizing, where they'd label clothing a smaller size than the actual standard size. Companies knew they could make more money off women's insecurities. For example, if a woman was shopping for a dress and fit a size 10 at one store and a size eight at a different store, she was more likely to buy the size eight dress because it made her feel better about herself. And from then on, clothing companies had all sorts of different sizing standards. 
Up until about 20 years ago, those standards were based on women having an hourglass figure, and very few brands offered options for anyone with a different body shape or non-standard size. It wasn't until around the early 2000s that tall and short lengths and straight and curvy fits were offered. I think clothing companies finally accepted that there is no standard body type because girls and women have so much variation. In more recent years, I've noticed an increase in diversity in the pictured model's heights, body shapes, body sizes, race, and ethnicity. Even mannequins got adjusted to reflect actual human bodies. And while things have improved, shopping for clothes today can still be discouraging. I may not be able to solve all of the fashion industry's issues, but I do have some suggestions that I hope will help reduce your shopping frustrations. First, and most importantly, please remember, it's not you, it's the clothes. There is nothing wrong with you or your body. You don't need to change yourself to fit, literally or figuratively, into a clothing brand's narrow sizing standards. Your self-worth does not depend on your clothing size, body shape, or weight. They are not connected to your worth. You are enough just as you are. It's not you. It's the clothes. Next, your usual size may not fit all the time. Sizing standards are different for each brand, and the same brand can have different sizing for certain pieces or styles. For example, you may fit a medium-sized shirt at store A and fit a large shirt at store B. Or at store A, you could wear a size 6 in wide leg jeans and at the same store A, fit a size 8 in leggings. Fabrics will fit in different ways too. Some give more stretch like knits, poly blends, things with spandex, while others are much more stiff like denim, wool, satin, and 100% cotton. Check the clothing tag or product information online to see what the item is made from. You might need a different size than usual because of what fabric was used. Also, during your tween and teen years, your body will change and grow. And so with that, your clothing size will change too. And that's normal. For girls and women, there is no common measurement ratio like there is for men. A girl could fit a size large for her waist or her chest size, or because she's tall. Some people get hung up on size number or letter. They insist on buying a certain size, even if it doesn't fit well, just to say they wear that size. But buying clothes that don't fit is uncomfortable. The clothes may bunch in places or feel really restrictive. Sizes themselves don't matter. Just buy the size of clothes that fit and make you feel good. If you do a lot of online shopping, I find it helpful to check a store or brand's size chart. There's usually a link or a picture of it. So I can see the measurements they use for their sizes. The charts usually show bust or chest, waist, hips, and inseam for pants. That's the measurement from the inner top of the pant leg to the bottom of it. The measurements will either be in inches or centimeters, so pay attention to which it is. That makes a difference. If you don't know what your measurements are, you can find out using Taylor's measuring tape 
and wrap it comfortably around you to measure your chest, waist, hips, or inseam. And if you don't have Taylor's measuring tape, you can take a string or ribbon and same thing, wrap it around the measurement you're taking, mark it where the string meets, and then use a ruler or tape measure to measure from the beginning of the string or ribbon to the mark you made and write that measurement down for future reference. Now you'll know what your measurements are so when you check a store's sizing chart, you'll know which size you should buy for your measurements. If the online shop has a generous return policy, you might want to buy a couple sizes you're close to to see which fits the best and then return the ones that don't. Another tool to help you determine what size to wear is customer feedback. People leave reviews for a clothing item and report on if it runs too big, too small, or true to size. Sometimes they'll include what size they bought along with their own height and weight. Some stores will even list these details for the models pictured. However, the way something looks and fits on the model or mannequin may look and fit differently on you, not only because every body is different, but also because sometimes stores will adjust or alter their clothes like, like cinch extra fabric to make the clothes look more flattering than they actually are so the store can sell more product. But customers are typically pretty honest when leaving reviews, so reading their opinions can help you make an informed decision on whether to buy and which size. Shopping for clothes can be kind of a pain. The fashion industry has a complicated history, and today it still has plenty of room for improvement. But I hope this discussion helps take away some of the frustrations so you have an easier time finding clothes that fit and make you feel good. To help you with this, I created a It's Not You, It's The Clothes poster for you to print out, personalize, and post on your wall where you'll see it, remember it, practice it, and believe it. That's the important part. I will link that file in the show notes post for this podcast episode number 76 on the website empowerfulgirls.com. That's spelled E-M-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L-G-I-R-L-S.com. And while you're there, you can get on the email list too. If you have a topic suggestion, I would love to hear from you. Send an email, tweens get the okay from your parents, to hello at empowerfulgirls.com. And if you have social media already, you can follow me on Insta or TikTok at Empowerful Girls. I'm not encouraging or endorsing social media, but I'm on there to offer an unfiltered, uplifting alternative to what's in your feed. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 76 of the 10 for Teens and Tweens podcast by Empowerful Girls. I can't wait to talk with you again. I love you girls. <laughs>